Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Maladroit. Lacking skill, cleverness, or resourcefulness in handling situations. Inept. And before I say anything else, I just want to mention that today is a design community showcase episode where after I present my ideas, which I actually had ideas today, I will share some from our our very generous and uh, constantly uh, iterating uh, design community from BoardGameGeek. But the other thing I wanted to mention is that Maldroy is a Weezer album. I'm sure people know that, but it's, it's kind of one of their lesser known ones. I think it had, I don't even know, Beverly Hills or, or one of those songs on it. It's it's going pretty far back. And it was one of the ones that was, aside from whatever single, single that it had, uh, it was a, kind of a quiet one, quiet kind of one that, that you don't hear about. Weezer is my favorite band. I should mention that. they uh, Their first two albums are the top for me. Anyway, what I thought about has nothing to do with that. I didn't even consider it. As I usually would when I when I when I go into this. So the first thing I'm gonna say is my initial thoughts is I like to use what I call and many others probably do as well skill checks uh, in games. So in Twin Stars, I have a character uh, that has a, has an action that requires a skill check, and I don't make them check to see if they can complete the action. I take a different approach in that they should say this is me and Mike Mullins both co-design this. But the, the, what we take in in, um, in Twin Stars is that you get to take the action no matter what, but then you roll a check to see if you have some sort of downside from it, some some some, some sort of bad result afterwards. So you could, you roll your dice and you could have done the action without any without any issue, but otherwise um, there could be a drawback. I don't like the idea of the action not happening because it feels like a waste of your time and energy. But you know the repercussions, you know the potential drawbacks, and you're going to take the risk. I like that better than taking the risk and then nothing happening. Um, when using a weapon or tool, it could be a loss of health due to like exerting too much. Or you hit yourself with it in, in completing the action. Uh, you completed what you needed, but there was a cost. So one of that could be that. It could be a loss of stamina or an alert symbol in, in Twin Stars, which does bad things usually. And unique to to the situation. So then I go into mechanics, and I made a note that I listened to an episode of Ludology today with uh, our good friends Gil Hova and Jeff Engelstein, and the guest was Isaac Shalev, and the they coincidentally touched on um, the term pattern, design pattern versus mechanics, and patterns are they're not a a, a grouping of mechanics, but they sort of are. They're kind of larger than mechanics and, and more general. And I often use the term mechanics for things that are patterns. But but the coincidence about it was, which I wanted to mention, was that they touched on trying to uh, come up with better definitions for tabletop gaming industry in the episode. And here, I'm struggling with the definition. So I thought that was neat. Great episode as always. It's a great, it's a great uh, podcast, Ludology. Anyway, mechanically, 
uh, <laughs> or patternly. Uh, asking for help from other players was what I was thinking. When approaching something that's out of your league or you know out of your range, you could ask another player to contribute. And from here, and this is what makes it a pattern versus mechanic is what I've learned today. Uh, and you'll see that I'm not an expert in any of this. But uh, the difference in a pattern is it can, it's how you handle it mechanically. So, you know, you're asking for help, but the contributor can take a share of whatever you've earned. The contributor can gain some sort of prestige points. Or what I like to do sometimes is just it becomes a wide open social element of the game where you help me so now I sort of owe you one and will I you know will I return the favor and things like that um theme I wrote some sort of factory or conveyor belt belt style game where players dropped in doesn't know anything about the product that they are making and they have to make it work the factory can be randomly assigned so it's replayable over and over and uh, the other player should know what the end result needs to be so they can watch you flounder. Now, I don't think the entire game should be watching you flounder. I think it should be, you know, learning from certain actions and, and observing your environment and things like that. But uh, trying to figure out uh, how they do this, I wrote the player uh, needs to use some sort of signals to figure out what it is without destroying too much product. Signals could be asking a question of what could this product be used for, who is the end user, maybe a certain number of yes or no questions, but I wrote that you could play until they've lost too much money or they turned it around and made a profit by making enough of the correct versions or close to correct. I don't know. Um, maybe there's a scale of, of hot and cold when you add something to it, but meanwhile, these things are popping down the line and popping down the line, and I don't know if it's real time or anything like that, but that was just the idea I had from a theme side. Final thoughts? Um, I don't know. Let's go to the team and see what they have. So I'm going to quickly, I'm going to read from Board Game Geek. So please excuse any of my uh, stuttering and misinterpretation. Um, but I'm going to read what everybody contributed. We had, today we had one, two, three, four, five different, five different people jump in on this word. So this is uh, J. Allen Henning, Jeffrey Henning. Uh, there's two names in Borgen Geek, and I never know which one to read. But uh, J. Allen or Jeffrey, I don't think I've seen your name here before on one of these episodes. So welcome, and uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, my, my idea, inspired by Maladroit, is level down. You start as a level 10 hero with significant skills, equipment, uh, and resources assembled presumably from your mainly prior off-stage adventures. You and the other players are making a heroic last stand against an army of monsters, but the bards will only sing about the last of you standing. After a drafting phase, you will play down all of your skills and equipment. During combat, your shield will break, your quill will run out of arrows, your, short, your sword will shatter, wounds will lower your skills, a gash on the forehead will potentially blind you, and so on. Your combat ability will eventually degrade, You'll become maladroit. Eventually, you'll die. And finally, you'll die in glory. Next up was uh, John A. White, which is Avoid, uh, Avoid Games with a capital V. Maladroit. To Bumble. I got a single mechanism I'm working on. A dexterity game where your ability to maneuver is disrupted. I plan to make a game that uses vibration to make your effort vet maladroit. After playtesting my dexterity game, I found out it was easy to target with precision. I needed disruption in order to make the 
to to make the effort maladroit. I brought a jumping joggle bopper and a 3D printer and planned to house it. Players would then have to wrangle this thing to keep still, still in order to target properly. So a jumping joggle bopper is a like a vibrating like it's like a ball with these like peg ends. Whoop. You can hear the video I'm playing just to see how it works. But it's basically like a it looks just like a little like little like space uh something or another with these like bumps sticking out like a not like a space rock almost like a the the ball on the end of a um what is that weapon the uh like a morning star but they're not sharp and it just bounces around in your hand so there's uh there's a video on Morgan Geek for anyone who wants to see that uh Adrian Pillai elf boy uh, Maladroit just screams action programming to me, like having stupid robots that will just fall into a ditch without your input. Uh, that's one of the first thoughts that I had as well. Uh, I didn't list it. It was just one of the things I thought when I read the word before I started writing. Uh, I'm thinking along the lines of a platformer-type game where you need to lead Maladroit lemmings up to the goal. You can lay down cardboard bridges for them to traverse chasms or make ramps to help them scale or descend otherwise precarious drop-offs or dead ends the challenge though is all the lemmings get the same set of instructions from everyone so if someone plays a left turn instruction or a turn left instruction every lemming goes left whether they should or not next up is caroline berg and caroline's name is Adul- Ad- i messed this up every adularia uh, 25 Maladroit, a game of political dinners where everyone is more likely to start a war with their neighbors and neighboring countries than to prevent one. Think Duck Soup by the Marx Brothers. The goal is to make it through dinner by pissing off the least number of countries. Players have hands of awkward conversation cards to play, which other players can choose to escalate, and when there are cards to mitigate, uh, and which there are cards to mitigate, though you'd only want to mitigate your own conversations. And last up is Patrick Mullen. Whose, whose name is Salik, S-A-L-U-K. I'm having some trouble with Maladroit. I kind of want to design a game that rewards unskilled players more than skilled ones, but whichever way I look at it, it seems to it would just be a poor design. The closest analog is maybe drunk karaoke, where it's funner, funnier if you can't sing well than if you can, which is something we touched on uh, with Dave Chalker a couple weeks ago uh, with the term, um, what was it, what was it? I had to cheat. It was debilitate. Uh, debilitate was we talked about uh, a drinking game where the uh, the more that somebody drinks and the more that the night goes on, the uh, the more they're naturally impaired and the harder the game gets. So it just kind of made me think of that for a second. Uh, so back to Patrick. Uh, so I guess my game is a board game themed around karaoke. As everyone gets drunker, the singing gets worse, and if you aren't drunk enough, poor singing hurts your ears. You want to get the most happies from the audience when you sing and get the least amount of oh it hurts while listening to other singers. The amount of drunk everyone is the amount of drunk everyone is is hidden, so you don't know how poor or how good at singing you need to be when you get up on stage to get the best scores. If you sing above the audience alcohol level, they will be bored, and if you sing below it, they will be irritated. So that's it. A wide range of uh maladroit game ideas which is great it's it's super cool to see how everybody interprets it differently and what's neat about this this community showcase is i'm sharing this with you today but every single day we've got this group it's usually a couple of the people i mentioned some people that that pop in and out some people that do it every single day but uh just reading along in board game geek we get to see this every day so 
my ideas are okay. The group's ideas are great. So it's really cool to, to kind of see this going on. And that's it for today. We'll be back again tomorrow. It's just me. We'll be back on Wednesday with Rob. Thursday and Friday, just me again and a special guest this weekend. So thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow.